how we as judges can make the best mistakes possible. Um, and it sounds weird to say, oh, let's make good mistakes. Well, so uh, the, the truth of the matter is, um, and of course this is my own personal opinion, but judges are going to make mistakes. People are going to screw stuff up. This happens. Um, it's unfortunate and it's sad, but the truth of the matter is, is you're going to be working an event and you're going to walk over a table and you're going to make a judge call and you're going to walk away and you're going to feel all smug saying, oh, ho, ho, I answered that question so well. And then you're going to get hit by a mental bus and it's going to be like, oh, wait a minute, I totally just ralphed that call. Um, so, so basically, I want to talk about how we can Ralph calls the best the, to the best of our ability. Yes, Sean. Oh yeah, Ralph. There we go. I meant Ralph is in vomit. So, okay, all right, great. I think they're both applicable here. Okay. Okay. How we can JMO calls the best. Um, I think we've all been in the situation where where we we figure something out and we realize that we have we have made a mistake. Um, so there, I kind of have this method of, uh, of thinking about it. That's I completely just kind of made it up off the cuff, but it kind of categorizes it fairly well. So you have the first five minutes after you after you make your mistake, and this is the time when you get that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach, and you start you know bashing your head yourself over the head with a frying pan and saying, "Oh, I screwed this up." Um, the next stage is what I like to call the first five hours after the mistake, and in this is the this is the time period where you're you're beyond dealing with the mistake. Um, and you're now trying to move on with the rest of your tournament. Um, and the last stage is what I like to kind of call like five days and beyond. So how this mistake changes you and, and what you have done to, to correct any errors you've made. Um, so the first five minutes of the mistake are probably, the, they're, they're definitely the, the worst part of the mistake, right? So, you know, you go, you make a call. Um, and then somehow you you realize you, you realize in some manner or fashion that that what you've done um, isn't right. So the first thing that you do when uh, you make a mistake should not be to start panicking, because um, you can panic later when you're done dealing with it. Um, so the you you can't really get start thinking, oh my god, oh my god, I screwed up, I screwed up, I screwed up. You can do that later when you're taking a break or, or whatever. What you need to do first is to go back to the situation um, and try to do as much damage control as possible. Um, so, so basically what, what fixing mistakes comes down to is customer service. Um, my approach is always to go back, uh, stop the game, and then explain where I made the mistake and how I made the mistake, and then apologize for it. Um, so note that there's no uh, there's no official documentation on screwing up. So there's really no official documentation on what to do when you do screw up. So the big question is, um, how do you fix it, right? So say you said you told the players that you know lightning bolt does two damage and not three damage, um, and you get back to the table. And it's been a few turns, and they're going on pretending lightning bolt is shock. So that's a case where you want to stop them and say, I made a mistake. You know, I accidentally typed shock when I was trying to type lightning bolt because I have very fat fingers. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you need to stop them and then explain the error and then 
make sure that they don't keep doing whatever is wrong for the rest of the game. Um, you don't say, oh, well, I said Lightning Bolt does two, so for the rest of this game, pretend it does two, and then next game, pretend it does three. Because that's just, that's just silly. Why would you not want them playing Magic correctly? Um, on the other hand, um, I think the cases where you would back up to fix mistakes is like almost never. Um, I'm of the opinion that you, you made a mistake, something went wrong, and it was broken. Um, but we generally can't stop games and, and unbreak what was broken. Now, so say you're in a situation where you go to a table, you make a mistake, you turn around, and then you wait, wait, no, I made a mistake. Hold on a second. Let's fix this. I think, I think basically if you can catch it the instant you make it, if that time period is very, 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 very small, where very small means the, you know they have yet to reach out and really touch their cards, you know, obviously stop yourself, obviously fix it. Um, but say you walk away, 30 seconds later you realize your mistake and you come back, right? Um, say a turn cycle has passed. Um, say half a turn cycle has passed. Say they've just, you know, done some little creature combat and gone on. Um, say even in situations where a game rule violation, where, where we could reasonably back up a game rule violation, um, I would say for the purpose of consistency, um, we wouldn't want to back up. Now, you can say we want to be, well, we want to be most consistent with, with the game rules, so we want to back this up and fix it to the best of our ability. But I think that um, for the sake of being consistent with our own, with our mistakes, um, I really wouldn't back up. Now, that's, that's actually a call that I would want to discuss with the head judge at the time um, because people's philosophy are going to differ on this. Um, you'll get some people who say, well, look, if we, could, if we could back it up for a game rule violation, you know, maybe it's good customer service to, to back it up now and fix it and, and keep them going on. But the reason we can back up game rule violations is because we're told explicitly we can back up game rule violations. We're never really told that we can back up to fix judge mistakes. And again, people's thoughts and philosophies in this are going to differ. And my, obviously my statement is not an official, uh, you know, end-all, be-all. Fixing problems we have made really comes down to explaining to the players, I screwed up, this is how I screwed up, and this is what I screwed up. Let's, let's move beyond this and, and keep you guys playing the most fair, most fun magic we can. Um, now, doing this, actually doing this, can be very difficult at times. It really sucks when you screw up, and for a lot of people, it really sucks telling people that you screwed up. Um, a lot of people are really hesitant to go to players and say, Hold on, guys. Um, I made a big boo-boo. You know, I made an error. Um, the interaction should actually work like this. The resolution of this problem should have actually been like this. You know, I screwed up. I'm sorry. From now on, make sure you're doing it correctly like this. Um, it's very, it's very difficult to to walk up to someone and say, you know, Brian, I'm sorry. I gave you a game loss. I should not have given you a game loss. Um, and obviously in a game loss, it's easy. You can't. How do you back that up? Um, or besides going 88 in a DeLorean. Being able to admit you've made a mistake is a very useful tool for judges to, to have in their belt. Um, because not only does it teach you uh, humility, the not the card, um, that's someone else's seminar, uh, but it also... Um, it also uh, it makes you a, a stronger judge and a stronger person because you are able to give better customer service. But yeah, it sucks. It sucks having to go to someone and saying, I screwed up. 
Um, which is why, which is why it's great having so many judges at big events or having a buddy to talk to, or if you're in real, real trouble, IRC to ask. Um, because the best customer service, you know, comes from people who really care about giving good customer service. Um, and if it, if it takes you two minutes or three minutes or four minutes to get the correct answer for a tricky situation, that's worth it. It's way worth it. Um, assuming, you know, you're not delaying, uh, Toby's tournament, in which case. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. Toby, Toby would definitely take the time, and so I think we should all take the time to make sure we have good customer service in that regard. Um, right. Um, when you're when you're actually apologizing to someone, also make sure that they that they realize that you're not going to make this mistake again, because you really probably shouldn't make that mistake again. At least at the same tournament. Um, you know, it, it, you, should, you should pretty much be walking to, every time you get a similar situation, you should definitely be stopping yourself and saying, okay, how did I screw up? How do I make sure I don't screw that part up again? Um, players might get angry at you. They might be upset. They might call over the head judge. They might, they might um, you know, rail and rage and pound their fists and stomp their feet um, about this mistake. But, you know... Again, we have to be prepared to handle that and to try to calm them down and, and make them realize that, yes, we goofed up, um, but it's not going to happen again. We're sorry, and we'll move on. Uh, a note, I think, I think when you screw up is the only time during a tournament when you should tell a player, I'm sorry. So a lot of times you'll have to give out, uh, you give out a warning or a game, rule, a game loss that, you know, it's a little kid, he's screwed up, he's crying, you know, there are tears on all his cards now, so now maybe they're marked, who knows. Um, but you have to give him the penalty. And some judges feel just, they empathize with the player, and they feel so bad, like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to give you, but I have to give you this game loss. It's like, don't be sorry. You're following, you're doing what you should be doing. Um, you know, you can say things like, I understand why you're upset. You know, I... I get it. I get why you're upset right now, but we have to do this. But you're not actually apologizing, so don't say you're sorry. Um, right. So once you go back to the table, and once you're done dealing with with the uh, with the, the with the situation, with all the rage that ensues, um, and you're walking away, um, that is the time when you can start thinking about how you actually made a mistake. Now. Um, this is when, you know, if you need to, if you have the, the, the staff, you can say, team lead or head judge or whoever, I need a few minutes. And this is when you, this is, okay, once you're off the floor, then you can do whatever you want. Then you can freak out. You know, then you can start, you know, the gnashing of the teeth and the, and the, and the tearing of the hair and whatnot. Or the, or the, or the rock. The frying, pan. the frying pan over the head, right. The yeah, the self-flagellation. <laughs> um, um, Right, so, so we all hate making mistakes. I don't like it, and that's why I made this seminar, is because I don't like making mistakes. So I want to make sure that when I do, I handle it the best way possible. Um, you can't really beat yourself up over it too much. Um, it's going to happen, and it sucks, and it feels bad, and it feels like you've done a terrible, terrible job. But, um, okay, that's fine. You feel that way. But there's still a lot of players who are going to raise their hands and call you over, and they're going to need you to give them accurate, correct rulings 
for the rest of the, for for however long they're doing. So you can't let this get you down too much. You know, you don't want to be walking around the whole day thinking, oh, okay, well, I don't really want to take this call because it's probably going to be, you know, another situation where I'll screw up, so I'm just going to walk really slowly and hope that someone else gets there first. That's probably, I'm not going to say it's the worst thing you could do, because obviously, you know, jumping into a dumpster is probably worse, but um, it's very, that's the wrong way to think about it. Um, You should, thinking that, that because you screwed up means you're going to screw up more is, is, is the way that you then screw up more. Um, by letting it get into your head and, and by beating yourself up over it, that's that's what's going to to cause you to make more mistakes. Not the fact not not the fact that you're bad, because if you're you know you're not going to be bad. Maybe you are bad, but even if you are, you'll make way more mistakes when you're in your own head and trying to figure stuff out like that. Um, don't expect to perfection. Um, I I know some judges, and I'm sometimes guilty of this, who feel like like they they shouldn't ever make mistakes um being being a perf- we're you know we're all a bunch of ocd nerds so there's a lot of perfectionists among us but um you can't be a perfectionist and be a magic judge um because you're going to make a mistake at some point in time in your career um unless you do the old you know i'm gonna judge one tournament perfect and then i'm done done sorry guys never judge anymore i got a perfect record so i'm, I'm done you know it's like it's yeah. you know it's like it's like it's like the 13 it's like the 13 year old kid who beats LSV and is like okay I'm done I beat LSV I'm the best of magic ever I've, I have 100% win record against him um, so do what you have to to calm yourself down you know um, if that means taking a break if that means going out and, and smoking a cigarette if that means going and getting you know uh, a beverage uh, of coke. Um, I said beverage, and that makes it sound like an alcoholic beverage. You don't want you don't do that. Don't do that. That's a that's a bad road to go down um, during sanctioned events. You know, get some water. One thing one thing that actually I find myself doing when I when I screw up is I I kind of go I go to confessional. So I'll go to another judge and I'll say, man, I just totally blew this call. You know, I I screwed this up, and obviously it's like this. And and I went back and I told them that and I fixed it, and they were kind of upset and. And some people find talking about it very cathartic. Um, it, it gets it off your chest because then it's like then they can say, "Oh yeah, you know." Either you know, hopefully they're they're sympathetic and they say, "Oh yeah, you know, I made a mistake like that," or "Yeah, I can see how you would make that mistake." And they're not like scrub. That would that's not that's. Uh, oh, don't tell Toby. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, Toby's good. Toby's good because he'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, I do that all the time." So. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. One other thing. Um, so getting past the mistake is very, very important, right? You have to get out of your own head. You can't let it bog you down. So if you need to beat yourself up about it, beat yourself up about it. There are some people, you know, some people like to get it out in the open. They're very and it's very cathartic to, to to confess to people. Some people just want to sit there and rage at themselves. They want to go, oh, blah, blah, I'm terrible, and then they want to pull their hair out. If you need to do that. Do that a little bit, and then knock it off and get back in the tournament. People people handle this kind of thing very differently. And so, if you need to go in the back and pull out half your hair, you know, fine, pull out your half half your hair, but then leave the other half there, and then go back, and 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 uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
So if you need to have pluck one of your eyebrows, Paul, um, do that, <laughs> and then and then move on. But um, whatever you need to do to get over it, you know, do that. Um, assume whatever you need to do to get over it that still allows you to function in the tournament later. Do that because. I'm sure there are things people do that we don't want to know about. Um, basically, uh, it's similar. It's similar to uh, you know a player in top eight uh, uh, in game two, you know throwing away a win, right? So basically, you're playing game two, you're in top eight. Oh, this is really exciting, blah blah blah. And then you know you forget to block his lethal attacker and you die. Um, you know, magic players are always talking about going on tilt, you know, and mistakes can tilt judges. So don't let the mistake tilt you. Do whatever you have to do to get beyond being tilted by this, because you don't want to be on tilt. Um, right. So that's pretty much um, my thoughts on on what happens in this mistake period. You know, mistakes can have lots of different severity. Sometimes it's you know a, a player walks up to you and they ask you what's the what's the oracle text on on this card, and you tell them something and it's not quite right. Um, that mistake shouldn't tilt you or try attempt to tilt you as much as giving someone a game loss for uh, a game rule violation, and it, they, it shouldn't have been upgraded. Right? Um, so these kind of things, it'll, you'll have to use these techniques in a varying amount depending on the mistake. So then what do you do after, after this process? What do you do for the rest of the tournament, for the next you know, five hours or whatever? Be a judge. <laughs> uh, do the things that made you a, a good judge in the first place. Make sure you're on the floor. Make sure you're taking calls. Um, make sure that you're asking for help when you need it. Make sure you're taking breaks. Um, you know, if it's relevant, if this mistake you think it might be relevant to other people, go say, hey, I got a situation for you. What's the call you would make in this situation? Say there's a tricky interaction in standard. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a tricky Valakut interaction that you screwed up. Go to another judge. Say, hey, there's a Valakut out, and then there's, you know, six islands and someone plays a mountain, how much damage does the other player take? And they're like, none, obviously. And you're like, okay, good, you understand this tricky interaction. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, if it's useful, if it's going to be useful for the rest of the tournament, make sure other people hear about it. If you don't think it, you know, if, if it's something just, just screwed up and you boneheaded something, if you want to tell other people about it, do it. But, um, you know, nothing really says you have to if you want to keep it under wraps for a little bit. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, talking on on floors is you know oh I just made a tricky call I'm gonna go talk to other judges about it right so then you go and you talk to a bunch of other judges about it um, and that's that's a good way for them to learn it's a good way for you to learn it's also a good way for you to catch a mistake you might have made if they're all like oh duh obviously it's this and you're like huh obviously hold on a second and then you run back to the table <laughs> and you're like oh darn it. Um, yeah, and you're like, yeah, so obviously, yeah, that's how it works. Crap. Um, so uh, basically, making mistakes comes down to not letting yourself tilt. Um, so if you're if you're if you're tilted for that tournament, you know it's unfortunate, but definitely the next tournament, you should not be tilted by this mistake. Um, letting mistakes carry over from one tournament to another is just a, a great way for you to accumulate all of this emotional baggage that's just going to shut you down. Um, so some, some stuff that we can do after the tournament, so in the next five days, um, is to review yourself. This is a tool, you know, we all, everyone says review, review, review. Um, a lot of judges never self-review. 
And self-reviewing is, is awesome because, you know, even if all you do in your self-review is say, uh, you know, I worked this and this, I was on this team that I've never done before, it was interesting, I learned this technique for deck checking. Self-reviews are awesome. I could go on for like 15 minutes about self-reviews alone. If you, if, you, if you blow a call, put it in a self-review. Say, I had this call, I made this thing, and then I, I, I screwed it up. Um, what that does is it gives you a, a, a reference point for the future to say, oh, this is a mistake I made. Would I have made that mistake now? Um, in addition, go home, figure out why you made the mistake. Um, did you make this mistake because you don't know layers well enough? Did you make the mistake because you don't know the order of casting a spell? Did you make a mistake because you don't know how to determine converted mana costs um, and how to make mana payments? Um, oddly enough, those things are the, some three really big things they test on L1 exams. Um, you know, if, it, if, if you made a mistake because you don't know something, go and learn it. If you, if you blew a, an IPG thing, if you, if you resolved a mistrigger improperly, go home, learn how to resolve mistriggers. When, well, a few days after the mistake, you know, if it, I'm, when I'm saying mistake, I'm, I'm not saying things like Oracle text mistakes. I'm thinking of like things that, that might get into your head a little bit. You'll have some more clarity on the situation once you've, you've distanced yourself from it a little bit. Um, and you'll be able to make a better judgment call as to you know what what did I screw up here? Was I tired? Was I dehydrated because I wasn't drinking enough water? Did that cause me to lose focus for a minute? You know, did I not ask if they had done any scrying in the game? Um, whatever the root cause of the problem was, you'll be able to identify it and solve it. Um, another good thing to do. Um, if this is a mistake, again, is, is do you think it's something useful to discuss? Discuss it. You know, we have the CA judge list. We have DCI uh, judge-L. We have IRC. Um, if you're really ambitious, you know, write a seminar about it. If you're super ambitious, write a judge article about it. Um, you know, these are all ways in which you can ensure that not only do you not make the mistake again, but other judges also don't make the mistake again. Um, right. Um, so one, one thing that, you know, we, we can do to make sure we don't make these mistakes again is to um, review why we made them in the first place. So say, I made a, say, I, say I'm looking through some reviews and I find one that says, oh, I screwed something up at this thing in a year ago. Um, I can then go back and, and say, okay, would I make this mistake again? Um, what can I study to make sure I don't do this again? Um, yeah. Um, and make sure that when you do make a mistake, it doesn't change you as a judge or, um, for the worse. It can definitely change you for the better. So um, you can learn how to give better customer service by being able to apologize to players better. You can be a better judge by learning tricky card interactions or, or learning the IPG better. These are all things that make you a better judge. Um, don't let mistakes make you a worse judge. Don't let them make you nervous on the floor. Um, don't let them make you hesitant to take calls. Don't let it affect um, your, your persona when dealing with players. You still want to have confidence. You still want to project that confidence. And you still want the players to be confident that you're making the right call. Um, so, yeah, in conclusion, mistakes happen. Um, they're going to happen, um, at least to us mere mortals. Uh, fix them. Do what you have to to move on. Learn from it. And then, uh, then you're done. That's about that's 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 the bottom line. Fix it, learn from it, and move on. Um, so, who has questions about stuff about making mistakes?
Jess. I, I have two questions. I'm not sure whether or not to be on the scope of what you wanted to discuss. Uh-huh. But the first one I have is, what happens when uh, you, you blow a call, you you thought that lightning bolt was shock, for example. Yep. And you come back to the table, and it's been two, three turns since then. And at the time that he tried to lightning bolt him, his opponent was at three life and would have died, but is now at two and coming back. Or, I'm sorry, now one and coming back. Yeah. Uh, and so this player is really, really upset. Right. How do you handle that with that player directly? Uh, right. So basically, they're going to be not just upset because you messed up a call, they're upset because they might lose this game now. Right. Yeah. And then they're going to say, "Well, he should just be dead. Why can't he just be dead now? Uh, you know, I cast this lightning bolt, and he was a three. Why can't he just be dead?" Yeah. This is this is a good question because um, it's very difficult to do. Um, you have to say to the player, "Well, look. Um, you know, I blew the call. You know, he should have been dealt three damage, but he wasn't dealt three damage." Um, we can't go back, uh, you know, and fix this. We had, we had at the time we made, we made this call and we moved on. Um, you know, they're very, they'll be upset at you. They'll be angry. They say, I should have won that game. So to say that they come back and they lose, right? Their opponent should have been dead and they lost. And they come to you and they say, judge, I clearly should have won that game. And I lost because of your mistake. And you have to say, because of, you know, my mistake left your opponent at one. Um, you know, I'm very sorry about that mistake. That shouldn't have, have happened, and it won't happen again. Um, but we can't change the fact that I made that mistake. You know, I screwed up, um, and I can't go back and change that mistake that I made. Um, all I can do now is tell you that I'm not going to make that mistake again, um, and that, uh, you know, and that I'm sorry. And they might just be angry at you. And that's their prerogative. They're going to be angry at you. Can I? Sure. Just a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, um, I, I'm thinking back on the number of times when I've had to go to a player and say, I, I screwed up a ruling uh, you know, a minute ago or five minutes ago. And um, I've never had a situation like the one you're describing where, some, where it was literally the, the ruling that I booted was probably going to be the end of the game. Uh, but in the situations I've had, I've never had players uh, lose their tempers or get upset. Uh, and I think that in my local community, being willing to apologize and, and own my mistakes was actually something that helped build trust with my player base. Because they knew that, first of all, I didn't make mistakes very often, but when I did, they could count on me uh, admitting it and, and, and owning it. Uh, the situation you're describing is is sort of a, a, a thin corner of that kind of situation. Um, and it's tempting to say, oh, well, clearly that's, that's the kind of situation where we should think about backing up. But then you have to think about the, the follow-ups. Like, if you say, oh, okay, um, you you had three damage instead of two, so the game's over. Um, what are you going to do when the opponent says, well, I sat on my counterspell. Uh, I had a response. And, um, I mean, we're sort of cornering our corners, but it's uh, something to be aware of, that when you say the situation seems clear, you're usually thinking about the particular details that are in front of you, and there may be other details 
that are harder to make sense. What, what I was really getting at is how you interact with the player, because I was just giving him a reason to be more upset about it, uh, if the player is upset. Yeah. The other... Gently. But the other um, point I was going to make is that when somebody makes an error at a tournament, I like to make sure that the head judge is involved. Uh, and I also like to make sure that TO is involved. And in the Northwest, at least, my TO uh, is, a, is a generous TO, so I don't necessarily expect that everyone is this way. But if, if there's an error, uh, he likes, he likes to, to try to make people feel accommodated by saying, you know, if you want to get into a draft later, maybe we can get you into a draft for free or get people a couple of packs. Um, but he wants to be involved, whether, no matter what he does, in helping make the players feel like they've been taken care of. Uh, and whether that's just lending an ear or explaining that he, he takes it seriously and he tries to make sure that his judges are always learning from their mistakes, he wants to be involved. And that's, that's one tool that you can use to help players feel like their concerns are being heard. Or we'll go in order of the, around the room. Michael. So I had a thought on how, how to interact with players uh, when you have made a mistake. I find that keeping uh, a consistent tone during when you're making rulings or when you're also explaining to them that you're sorry is uh, rather key. I wrote from what from what I've found personally because I work in customer service outside of being a judge, and I've had to make apologies to people. Know, for various other issues that have come up, not just because of faulty rulings, but because I don't know, maybe a carrier is, you know, not not following through. But if you essentially show the player that you're taking the bull by the horns and you're confidently going through the process of saying, "Listen, here's what I did wrong. Here's why it's not going to happen again," and just walking them through it with a a tone of prof a professional tone as opposed to um, one that's very downtrodden, because I think something that inspires players even more is to show that you're confident through your, making, uh, through your admission of a mistake. And uh, it kind of gives them this uh, sense that already you know what you've done wrong and it's not going to happen again, as opposed to having to explain through all of that through an apologetic tone. I think that uh, from personal experience, it's really helped and it engages the players a little bit more, that the way they feel like they're part of the process as well, as opposed to um, they're receiving this awkward apology from this judge with his head down that they're actually feeling actively a part of it. What you were saying actually just reminded me of the first mistake that really comes to mind is something I remember from my very early judging experience. Um, and that was when I was running an FNM, I screwed up a call on what uh, protection would do in the situation, uh, which made that uh, what would have been a lethal attacker was blocked, but it shouldn't have been able to be blocked. And a guy went on to win a game that he shouldn't have. Um, I came back to those players later in that day, told them that, and one actually was pretty upset by it, but he, he said, you know, I'm just going to take a second here. He, he walked outside for a second, smoked for a second, came back in and said, you're human. I should have known better, and I should have been able to tell you to, you know, can you go take it on look at the rules? I'm really sure of this, or I should have been able to to be be more with it with you. At the end of that day, um, I actually started a tradition, and that is that I took a uh, Bloodstoke Howler foil, and I wrote all over it saying, for dealing with this horrible judge call, you get this sportsmanship award. 
and you did you dealt with it in a very good way, um, and that's that's something that they they like. Um, so again, it's it's a you give them a little bit of a, an incentive to be like, I'm sorry that this is you know patching this up in some way, and like Lewis said, make sure they understand you're not going to do it again. Um, giving them some time to also get over it is probably a good idea. Um, at the M11 pre-release, I didn't really understand my layers perfectly, and I made some bad rulings on Diminish that did affect a lot of different games. And when, over the course of the next week, a player brought to my attention that I was wrong, and you know, he showed me the conference of rule book, we double-checked, we figured it out, um, I'm the only local judge, so I had to basically tell my release players, you know, this last weekend I screwed up on a lot of different games, and I apologize for that, but here's how it actually works. And I... It was kind of awkward for me at first because I am the only judge, and I was like, "Well, how are they going to? How's that going to affect how they view me? Are they going to say, well, he doesn't actually know what's going on?'" So, I think being able to put it out there is a huge apology and an announcement really helped me to make it clear that I was willing to fix my mistakes as they came along. Just as a, a short way to address um, one of Jeff's concerns is dealing with the angry player. Um, a lot of the time, what the like in my experience, what the angry player wants is to be angry, to get it out. And I, I had a player at a PTQ that I was head judging in Chiba. Um, he was very unhappy with me because of an appeal that I I I ruled one way. He thought he thought I had made a mistake. And you know whether or not I thought I made a mistake is irrelevant here. He thought I made a mistake. He was very angry about it. And what he wanted to do was talk to me and tell me, Eric, I'm so I'm really angry. I'm really angry with like I can't believe you did this. You just have to you have to stand there and take it, if, unless they, unless it goes to unreasonable places, you know. But if he's just telling you he's mad at you, you're wrong. This is why he thinks you're wrong. Or this is this is the mistake you made. This is how it affected his day. You cost him bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Let him get it out. He will feel better for it. And that is like the the worst customer service you can give to an angry person is to tell them that they're wrong and they shouldn't be angry. Either by telling them that, or by you know non-verbally telling them that by you know taking a stand against their anger somehow. You know, you have to you have to let them. You know, like their anger is, is especially if you made a mistake, is valid. You have to let them know that you understand that their anger is valid, and let them let them be angry until you know it's time to stop being angry. <laughs> ultimately, um, players, yeah, players will get angry in these screw up situations, but ultimately, most players are reasonable enough to know that you really can't do anything about it. You really can't go back and magically change a game result, right? And deep down, they kind of know that. <laughs> so, so that's kind of that's, that's really why they need to just vent sometimes. And I found a lot of times with the tricky interactions, the players just, the reason they're calling you is they don't have a clue what's going on anyways. It, they think it's something really complex, and if, it, if you happen to get that wrong, they usually understand that it was something hard, that something goes wrong occasionally with that. And 
more complex interactions I've never seen a player get really angry with. Usually, oh, okay, I understand something wrong there. That's fine. Lightning bolt versus shock. The question is still valid, though, because, no, I've never had something that's that, that, that's that obvious in corner cases, but I have definitely had, you know, mistakes that have probably reversed the game as well. I think we probably can all say this. Yeah. Probably. Well, that's now how it works. That's a different seminar. But ultimately, you're going to have these cases where, you know, yeah, it wasn't as obvious as lightning bolt and shock, but it's it's something where, yeah, you probably messed up the game with that ruling. And and everything Lewis said still you know stands. If you can't if you can't make the ruling and, and you know, make the apology and sort of hold the line of sorry we can't fix it in those cases, then you might as well not do it at all because those are the cases that you know, where it you know, matters. One other question that goes along with that is let's say the player knows you like you you player A calls the judge and asks a question about something player B did and you give an answer and player B immediately knows your answer is wrong and appeals and it gets overturned because you were wrong. Um, are we still in a situation where you should come back and apologize to that player and say, you know what, I got this completely wrong. I'm sorry. So if it gets appealed, um, then the head judge is going to come over and say, and it is going to overturn your ruling. Yes. Um, part of their overturning the ruling um, generally is going to be um, an explanation. It's tricky because different people will kind of overturn things differently. But I think that part of uh, anybody's overturning will be um, an explanation of, of of the of the of the details of the situation that probably will try to include the previous the prior judges thing before as well. So basically, when you're when you're, when you're saying, okay, well, this is the situation. Um, if this, then this ruling would be appropriate. But because of this, this, and this, this ruling is, all t- is, is, the, is the actual answer, and then you overturn you know, like that. So um, going over the players and apologizing, I would say in that case probably isn't necessary because, you know, first of all, the mistake was caught and it was dealt with. So there wasn't actually a mistake that was made um, in the sense of, oh, crap, something's really screwed up right now. I have to fix it. Um, I think that... Still using the same techniques uh, of self-reviewing, writing it down, going over with people is still very helpful after you get overturned on appeal. Um, but I don't think the you know the the whipping yourself is probably as necessary. Okay. All right, any more questions, guys? All right, thanks for your time. If you have any feedback on things that you think I should put in this, uh, let me know. I'm probably going to um, try to work this into a seminar I do a couple more times at some bigger events for people. Um, and maybe even judge article. So, thanks, guys.